Anthony works at the grocery store. Save his pennies for Sunday. Ah, oh, cause working too hard can give you a heart attack. Yo, good morning. How are you? Welcome. One way conversation. Here we are on our way to work Monday morning. You ought to know by now. Oh man, what a weekend, huh? Nice weekend. We're there. It's, this is uh, what's today, December 9th. So we have a little more than two weeks until Christmas, and the countdown continues. Ho ho ho! I don't know how you're spending your holidays. This is, of course, the only podcast you can jump in the car with me and enjoy a, a commute to work uh, and get stuck behind a school bus with me. Just like that, um, off the bat, I thought I was—I thought I left right on time today, and then you know you you come out and and you get a school bus, and you and you're fucked because now none of these people behind the school bus are gonna let me turn. It's just not gonna happen. There is no love for the people from my street, from the people. Look, now everybody gets backed up behind this fucking school bus. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine cars, ten cars. And see, now they pile on. Now it's a little traffic jam. 11 cars. 12 cars. The thrill of the commute. Thank you for joining me. Um, so, yeah, I don't know how you're all spending your holidays. 13 cars. But I could do it. 14 cars. God damn it all. You evil fucks. Soulless rat bastards. Scum sucking. 14 cars. I think the last one's 13. So four, a cool 14 cars. Very nice. All right. But uh, throughout the holidays, I don't. I always I sprinkle in every, not every night, but a lot of nights during the, like not tonight because the Giants are playing, but a lot of nights during the holidays will play a Christmas movie. Uh, you know, last week everything was playing. Charlie Brown was on last week. Rudolph was on last week. I guess Frosty was on. I missed the old Frosty, though, somewhere along the way. And now I'm behind all those fucking 14 cars. Uh, but on Friday night, it's kind of, I was searching on demand looking for something. And it was between a Christmas story and Fred Claus. Now, Christmas story, Christmas story feels like one you got to watch when you're, like, close to Christmas. Maybe it's because they do the 24 hours of a Christmas story every year on Christmas Eve. Maybe that's kind of what, why it feels that way. But it just felt a little too far away, you know, way over two weeks two and a half weeks to go until Christmas. It just felt like... just felt like it was too far away. The Christmas story needs to be enjoyed. It's like, it's like the um, the last boss of Christmas movies, really. Christmas story, Christmas vacation, we're close to. Even like Charlie Brown felt early, but the, the CBS puts it on, or whoever puts it on, and you gotta, you know, you just kinda roll with the punches there. I feel like Charlie Brown's on twice. I think you might see Charlie Brown again. Rudolph kind of gets you in the holiday spirit. Little Rudolph last week. Let me tell you something about Fred Claus, though. Forgotten how funny that was. Put that bad boy on. Not a not a Christmas classic, but you got Vince Vaughn. <laughs> Vince Vaughn as the old as Santa's older brother, Fred Claus, and Santa, who is like Paul Giamatti. Who was like a bumbling middle management 
buffoon just looking for his brother's approval. It's Santa really carries the weight of the world on him in this movie. It really, you, you see exactly the stress that running a holiday like Christmas puts on you. And then for some reason, I mean, the bad guy, if you need a bad guy, for some reason the bad guy is like corporate overlook. And Kevin Spacey comes down to do quality checks. Very simple premise. Three strikes and you're out. Fred Claus gets all three strikes. Then saves Christmas. Of course, of course he saves Christmas after that. Even, you know what, this is like... This movie is like a poor man's elf, kind of. Really, it's a good way to describe it. Doesn't have James Caan. Will Ferrell does, is a little more uh, comedic. Um, you know, uh, clout. Vince Vaughn's hysterical in this movie. My daughter, not a fan, because there's a lot of... A lot of decapitated Santa Clauses. Santa Claus? Santa Clay? Santa Clees? There's a, there's a bunch of, you know... Fred Claus is fighting Santa. Getting chased by a bunch of Santa Claus. You know, taking a shoulder... To a Santa Claus statue. You know what I mean? Not you know, a lawn statue. There's not, not a lot of love for Santa here. Daughter wasn't a big fan. Uh, because of that. So, just case in point. But my son loved it. Seven years old, loved it. All the physical comedy. Vince Vaughn running his mouth. I mean, there's a point. Yes, I probably still would. There's the point in my life has not ended. But I don't watch anything um, with Vince Vaughn. The point of my life is when I was since I was 17 until now. And continues. So I'll watch anything with Vince Vaughn. And I, I thought it was fucking hysterical. Uh, great scene in it. <laughs> Where he goes... He goes to Siblings Anonymous. And Frank Stallone. Um, Billy Baldwin, I think it is. One of the Baldwins. And uh, Bill Clinton's brother are all in there with Fred. And then the whole premise is, well, I'm Fred Claus. I'm Santa Claus. Santa Claus's brother. I have a lot on my mind. It's really... Distressing, blah blah blah, and then Billy Stephen Baldwin, Stephen, not Billy Baldwin. B- Billy Baldwin doesn't do movies. <laughs> These and another siblings anonymous, whatever the lower tier, Alec, Stephen, Billy, Billy's and a, a much different siblings anonymous group. But it just comes down to Stephen Baldwin yelling at Vince Vaughn, "You're not Alec. You're not Alec." Um, my wife somehow called out Bill Clinton's brother. Is that even a real guy? I'm still confused, but she knew it off the bat. Was that Clinton's brother? I said, what? What? Sure enough, you know, he didn't want to be first brother. He just wanted to be brother. Um, yeah, so Fred Claus, highly recommended for, uh, you know, you're... The first two weeks of December. It's a good first two weeks of December. I think Elf should start off... Oh, that's a good one. Elf, when you're down to two weeks, Elf should be like the first one you watch. That's a good one to get in the... To start getting the holiday spirit there. Paul Giamatti is Santa in this one. You get a little Artie Lang as Santa in Elf. That's always great. Artie, 
Good to see him back. He's doing his podcast again. It's good to see him back in action. Um, just good to see Artie alive, to be honest with you, because a guy, a guy's got 15 lives. Amazing. I think when he got sober last time, we said if he fucking goes off the deep end again, that's it. He went off the deep end again, and here he is. Like, it's crazy. Artie Lang, he should have died 15 times. I think he, know, I think he knows that. And, you know, recovery's hard, man, for these for these alcoholics, for drug addicts, it's really difficult to get back on uh, back get back on track. And somehow he's um, just beat the odds. You know, he's been able to, and that's I think the biggest problem with Artie is he might kind of, you know, there might come a time where he's faced with wanting to do it again, and the opportunity to do it again, and saying, well, you know what, I've got, I've come out of this clean. How many times? Well, there's no, I'll just, you know, one more, one more go around. And unfortunately, that's probably been his mentality. He wrote a book like 15, 20 years ago, right? When did that book come out? I mean, his book came, his first book, when he talked about when he like stabbed himself in the stomach, that came out 15 years ago. At least, right? So, you know, I'm sure he's kind of, he might have this feeling of invincibility with him. But good to see him back. And we'll see him as Santa in Elf coming up. Our long national conversation about this Peloton ad continued over the weekend when Ryan Reynolds scooped up the actress from the Peloton ad and stuck her in the middle of a gin commercial. It just goes to show you, people have certain tolerance for certain for some things. Ryan Reynolds is one of them. People will tolerate anything Ryan Reynolds does. And apparently, whatever Peloton, apparently encouraging. Hey, look, I'm not again. I'm not here on the side of the people who, say, who are like, "Oh, get your wife a Peloton because she needs to lose a ten pounds." No, I'm not on those, on those people's sides. If your wife is a health nut, if your wife wants to do the Peloton thing, let her do it. All right. To me, that ad, not to fucking rehash this conversation again. To me, she wanted the Peloton. But it's a ch- but and it's about challenging yourself and it's about I, I can't believe I'm fucking telling you what a, a, a commercial is about, you idiots. It's about challenging yourself. It's about you know being a little bit timid about the challenge, but stepping up to it and and going through with it. All right. But this ad, this Ryan Reynolds ad, and people will tolerate Ryan Reynolds. People will tolerate alcoholism. People will to- tolerate tamping your feelings down. With alcohol, and let's and let's not you know people all talk about being this uh, people will tolerate uh, divorce, apparently because apparently it's about her divorcing her her husband from the Peloton ad. Okay, it gets a big chuckle out of divorce. I don't think divorce is funny. Okay, divorce hurts everybody involved. Okay, there was a little daughter involved in that commercial. Hurts the daughter. Hurts the husband, who apparently is a monster. Doesn't matter. His feelings can go fuck himself. Trample his feelings. And uh, it hurts the woman, too. Obviously, as she punishes her liver with Ryan Reynolds' gin. Look, I don't know if you saw the ad, but it's her sitting in a bar with two friends. The two friends, and they toast to new beginnings. And then she then downs a gin martini. All right there in front of her friends. In one gulp. She puts it down. 
Let me tell you something, man. Nobody chugs gin, all right? I don't think Humphrey Bogart chugged gin in, in uh, Casablanca. And let me tell you, if he did chug gin in Casablanca, I know he swilled gin. He put back a lot of gin. I don't know if he chugged an entire martini of gin. He then proceeded. He was, he was depressed. He was beaten up about it because he lost his love. All right, he lost the love of his life, and she was back. She was back in there to to, to remind him. So yeah, it was. If you're gonna be chugging gin, there's nothing to celebrate about it. All right, it's a depressing thing to be doing. I don't care how good your gin is, Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds is best known for uh, Van Wilder. And I'm pretty sure that's the only thing I've seen him in. I've never seen the Deadpool movies. People love them, but it's fine. Not for me. But as far as I'm concerned, he's Van Wilder, which is a great movie. Highly recommended for everybody. But you want to talk me too? Look at Van Wilder. Oh, Van Wilder learned his lesson in the end, ended up going with Tara Reid. I'm sure him and Tara Reid from that movie are married and have 11 kids and continue to be happy. Great movie. <laughs> but yeah, I don't just understand it. And everybody, oh, everybody was talking about how it was, it was a great move. Listen, I'm here. I'll pat you on the back, Ryan. Everybody, everybody in the world was fucking saying, this Peloton ad, making fun of it, making memes about it, parroting it. No. Ryan Reynolds goes out, scoops up the actress from it, puts her in a, puts her in a commercial for his gin. That's a brilliant move. Brilliant move. And now he's a big hero who saved her from her disastrous relationship in the Peloton ad. Because being... <laughs> And look, I'm not here to, I'm not here to downplay divorce. It's not, it's not funny at all to me. It's not. But now she's on her way to be her, to be a bitter, middle-aged, divorced single mom, alcoholic. That's not funny. That's where, that's where Ryan Reynolds sends her on this trajectory today. But people, people just wanted, people wanted something. That's what's funny to me. People just wanted something to hold on to, to attack big, bad Peloton. What's an exercise bike? You're going after an exercise bike. Jesus. Go after something worthwhile already. Everybody's so ready to get pissed off at something, ready to take out some rage. There are some seriously damaged people out there. And I'm, to be clear... I'm not attacking Ryan Reynolds that either. I have no problem with it. I don't care. I'm just saying all these things you could be saying about it. So why aren't you? If you're so outraged about the Peloton ad, why aren't we, why aren't we digging up this ad? Oh, but Jin's okay. And it's Ryan Reynolds. Everybody loves Ryan Reynolds. So he's, he's a sweetheart. He's a big sweetie pie. Everybody loves him. And everybody loves to drink and, and put down... Everybody loves to chug gin all of a sudden. If I offered you gin at a bar, you'd go, ah, nobody orders gin. Gin and tonics, maybe. That's like a wedding go-to. Open bar, maybe, you do a gin and tonic. 
And I like gin. Oh, and one more thing. I like gin. I don't order gin. I like gin. I'll do a gin martini. I'm a vodka martini guy. I'll do a gin martini more often than not, though. I do. I mean, I do a gin martini occasionally, but I do a vodka martini more often than not. Gin martini, nice though. Yeah, it is. It's got that little bit of uh, bitterness to it, gin. A good bitterness that you like. That you you gotta learn with age. With age. With gin and tonic, though, you put that. You can put a bunch of those back. I squeeze a lime in it. Am I gonna buy Ron Reynolds gin? Probably not. You know what I do want to try? Dan Aykroyd's vodka. It's been out there for a long time. Never, never given it a go though. Comes in a skull head. Might give that guy a shot at some point. Does Ryan Reynolds' uh, gin have a cool bottle? Because then maybe I'll try it in eight to ten years. Yeah, you're doing a great job. Fucking left lane scumbag. Everybody fucking... Well, I'm not saying you'd be ultra aggressive in the rain here, but if you're in the left lane, people are behind you. Get the fuck out of their way, all right? You know, I can't believe I'm even in a rush to get to work today, all right? You know what I got to do today going to work? Self-assessment. Self-assessment. I got to go in. They have this program I got to log into. And I have to set... Look... How do I assess I did my job? I didn't get fired. I didn't shit myself while sitting at my desk. Then, you know what? I'll get in. I'll go in. When they do, like, the actual assessment of me, it'll be, uh, you know what? You uh, you come in late to work sometimes? Yes, I do. And you're on your phone a lot. Well, yeah. You know why I'm on my phone? Because it's not... I just... That's when I'm, when I'm not doing my work, I'm on my phone. But not once has anybody been like, where's this guy with his work? His work isn't done. Okay? Nope. Back to my self-assessment, though. Where you're forced to write, like, a paragraph about... <laughs> about your year in review. Ah, come on, man. I came in, I did my job, I went home. I didn't want to stick around. I don't, you know... Are you going to pay me or not? Ah. All right, just come on over. Fucking garbage truck. Garbage truck just coming over to my lane. I mean, you're a garbage truck. And I'm not going to fucking ram into the back of you. Not on purpose, I'm not. Everybody, everybody today. Just everybody getting on my nerves. And then self-assessment that I got to do. After self-assessment, I got to do... I got to do, like, training. Whatever it is. Whatever training it is about internet safety or some shit. So that's my day. That's my, that's my, I'm rushing to work. I gotta catch a train for that. If I miss my train, I'm gonna be upset. I have to call in. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm late, running late today. And I, I, I'm pretty much working. Getting to work should be part of the job. Should be considered a part of the job. Because, you know, I don't wanna be driving. Here, I don't. I don't want to be sitting on the train, but it comes with it. So, if, uh, as long as I left at the time, I should have left that. It's like this is like overtime for my commute, basically. 
if I miss a train. It's basically overtime because I'm waiting at the train station. I'm, st- I'm standing around the train station. All right, let's talk a little football. Yesterday, nice day uh, football-wise. Uh, let's see. I watched, I watched a lot of that Patriots-Kansas City game. And let me tell you, Patriots, Patriots got fucked at home by the refs. I don't care. And nobody cares. And fuck you if you're a Patriots fan and you're complaining today. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. You guys have gotten more fucking calls over the past two goddamn decades than anybody, any team in the history of the fucking sport. All right? From the fucking tuck rule uh, on, nobody has gotten more fucking calls than you guys. All right? They they missed they missed a, a touchdown run right. They said the guy went out of bounds. They didn't call it back. They're they're out of challenges. Hey Bill, maybe use your challenges a little more fucking wisely. I'm sorry you didn't have your fucking challenges right, available at this point. Maybe use your challenges a little more wisely, Bill. Okay. And then Kelsey fumbled, and they they called him they called him down, or they called it stop. You know, for progress was stopped. Not a good call. Two really bad calls. But you know what? I don't. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. You're not getting any, any sympathy from us. You lost the first time you've lost a big fucking Sunday afternoon game against a team, a good team, in a long time. All right. Usually that's a game that Patriots always win. You know what? And they very likely see each other at some point in the playoffs. That's fine. I hope it's fucking divisional playoff weekend. I hope Patriots. I hope the Patriots are playing Pittsburgh on Wild Card Weekend because Pittsburgh, another team, went into Arizona, took care of business yesterday. Their defense handled them. Duck Hodges had a nice little, like, little game. Didn't watch much of that game, but he was efficient. And and as as Mike Tomlin said, it doesn't kill him. Another big one yesterday, Jimmy G and like a, a 49ers go into New Orleans. Jimmy G's last three games, including yesterday, incredible. The 49ers' last three games, look, they stomped the Packers at home. Stomped them. Okay, Packers are supposed to be a contender, right? And then they had a defensive battle, right, against a very good offensive team. They had a defensive battle they lost. In, on the road, they lost to Baltimore, who is an AFC, who is... Who took a step this year, right? And we know they are like top of the power rankings. Nice job. Then yesterday, so my prediction was that New Orleans um, was going to find a way to slow down Jimmy G and, and their offense. I didn't. I didn't think the 49ers defense could contain them for a full game, which I was right about. All right. Hey, I was right. I got the game wrong, but I was right about that. Okay. 48-46. I mean, a ton of points scored on both ends of the ball. So credit, credit to New Orleans for figuring out the Niners' defense. A Niners' defense that contained. Well, again, I was wrong because they said Kamara and Murray were going to have the day, and I was wrong. Murray had an okay day, and Kamara was bottled up, contained. We hardly heard from him. So credit to New Orleans for figuring out that defense somehow. And credit to the Niners to, to go in there and fucking go get into a shootout 
with New Orleans in Houston. In Houston, you dumb fuck. <laughs> in New with New Orleans in Houston. What are you talking about? What, what the fuck was I talking about? Uh, to go to New Orleans and have a shootout with the Saints is incredible. So that's just so to have them in back-to-back weeks have two like completely kind of different games there and figure it out in both weeks. Fig, you know, figure out Baltimore and figure out. I missed my train and to figure out um, New Orleans on the road in back-to-back weeks is fucking impressive, man. So the Niners, Jesus, are they for real? And they get not a not a. I mean, they're in the playoffs, but not an easy schedule on a stretch. I don't remember. I only have Seattle and somebody else, but they got three games. They're not all gimmies. I know that much. Um, let's see. What else do we got here? As we look for a parking space. Anything else for the day? Anything else to wrap up your Monday one-way conversation? Not really. I think we're good. Those are really bad calls in the Pats game, though, man. I mean, <laughs> you want to be outraged. You you want you want to you want to see these refs, and you want to be outraged that they fucked up yet again, had another bad week. But if you're gonna fuck up, fuck up against that team, please. As much good fortune as any team I've ever seen. This whole fucking run was started by a blown call. Okay, so everybody who says that that's a fumble because the ref said it was a fumble, or because it was the ref said it was a complete pass because the ref said it was a complete pass, that it was really a fumble, when it was really a fumble, you know what, Kelsey, not a fumble because the ref said it wasn't a fumble, and that touchdown, not a touchdown because the ref didn't say it was a touchdown, all right? Sports history is filled. With shit like this. I don't want to fucking hear it. Definitely not from Patriots fans. I can't believe this guy is fucking driving around. Find the perfect fucking spot. Just find a spot, man. Like, how do you, like you, just, you just drove by two spots and you stopped late for the second one. This mook. People in parking garages. I mean, uh, pick a card. Any card, man. They're more or less all the same, these parking spots. Yes, there you go. Good job. All right. Well, aren't we happy to have found our spot there? All right, let's wrap it up. Giants and Eagles tonight. Eli Manning's triumphant return, question mark, to the gridiron. I don't know what to expect, man. Not at all. I'm not here to not going to give my assessment on it. But enjoy the game tonight. <laughs> we'll talk about it tomorrow, I'm sure. And... uh We'll see. This is his last game, or is he going to get that one more or two more under his belt after, I don't know, Danny Jones, if how hard he is, whatever, if they're going to just shut him down and let Eli ride out the string. We'll see. All right. Have a great fucking day. Don't work too hard. Or you'll get, give yourself a heart attack. Ack, 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 ack. And uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow here on One Way Conversation. Don't take any shit from anybody. See ya.